0: episode of Small Business Stories, we are uh, delighted to welcome Finley's community manager and content manager, Angie Wong.
1: Hello. Hi, everybody. Great. So
0: with this within this episode, what we want to chat about is, you know, many of our small business customers, they didn't have a website pre-COVID, but then when COVID hit, they realized, okay, I need to have a website because I need more people to hear about what we do, and I need to stay connected with my existing customers. Right? If they're not stopping by my shop, coming into my studio, how do they know what's happening with us? And so I, uh, you know, spend an arm and a leg or try to figure out um, how to create a website and maintain it, and then I have a website. And once I have a website, I recognize okay, well, the uh, it's not like I have a website and people can find me, right? It's not like I have a website and all of a sudden I have an inflow of inquiries about the great services and work that I'm doing in the community. So what's next? How do I get people to find me? How do I get people to find my website? How do I get people to be engaged with my website? And that's what we want to talk about today.
1: Right, um, so the obvious thing to do. Like the first thing that everyone should be doing is getting on social media so that people can see what it is that you're actually doing. Um, And so like all the basic platforms that like you should be on Facebook, Instagram, probably not LinkedIn, depending on the type of business that you are, Twitter, Pinterest, things like that. And um, after you get onto these platforms, you're going to want to follow like Content pillars and this will be different for every business and you're going to have to decide like what's important to you and the type of I guess tone and voice that you want to put out but an example one would be um, choosing to do an educational post on Monday and then choosing to do a promotional post on Wednesday and then choosing to do a post that will delight your customers on Fridays. So an example of that would be doing behind the scenes work. So if you own like a karate studio, you could do like a picture of your class and then show people like, this is what we learned in the past week or like highlight a student or something. And the purpose that this serves is that like, it'll keep you connected with your community because you're constantly posting. It'll provide value to the community because they're learning from you, they're like, getting happy because they see the things that you're doing. And they know from the promotional posts that you are putting out new stuff. Or if they, if you're not putting out new stuff, then they know like the things that you are putting out.
0: Okay, this is great. So what I'm hearing is you leverage social media to engage with your customers so they can, you know, have a Bird's eye view on like what you're working on, what is new, and at the same time allow other members in the community to find you and enrich by the content that you are, um, you know, uh, broadcasting to the world. And so, can you can you walk me through the different types of social media platforms because? I just know Facebook and it has been a long time since I logged into Facebook and I would imagine there are a lot of business owners that you know pretty much live within their brick and mortar are also kind of in the same predicament. What the heck is Instagram? Should I be on TikTok? And then the whole Snapchat bubble, like I've never been a part of it, nor do I know what it is. (laughs) So can you walk us through as a small business owner that provides services in their community, what are some of the social media platforms to uh, pay attention to and to be a part of?
1: If you're looking to get new customers, into the door and to introduce a lot of people to the services that you're offering. I definitely recommend TikTok and you have to do TikTok in a way that's clever. You'd have to hop on the trends that are happening. TikTok has a really fast trend cycle of probably like three to four days. So you have to be diligent in checking the trends and then you have to like make it applicable to your small business. But once you get those down, if you create like interesting and engaging content on there, people will flow to your page and you can attract a lot of customers in that way. And then for Instagram, you'd have to curate content in a way that is engaging and is also. Because people are scrolling really quickly. So for your small businesses, like the three content pillars that I manage or that I mentioned earlier, that would be a really good place to get started and to see, I guess, like what's going on over there. Mm -hmm. I wouldn't recommend Snapchat because Snapchat disappears after 24 hours. So like you're doing a lot of work for nothing. If you're creating like short videos for your small business, put it on TikTok.
0: On TikTok, what about YouTube and Vimeo? those are other video streaming or video repository platforms. How are those compared to TikTok for small business?
1: YouTube is great for longer form content. So if you really have something to say, like if you have something educational to say, if you want someone to know really in depth what it is that you're doing or like how your service could help them, YouTube is a way to go. TikTok has a one video limit You can't really say a lot in a minute. If you have a lot to say, go over to YouTube. I don't really have that much experience with vimeos. No, thank you for that.
0: So, okay. I actually didn't know that TikTok has a one minute cap. Is that for all types of TikTok videos? Every single video on TikTok is no more than one minute long?
1: Yeah. And if you want to keep your engagement up, people usually recommend seven second videos because like what? people's attention spans on there are so short. Like I'm guilty of this as well. Like sometimes I, I will know that a video is a minute long and that's too long for me. So you need to capture someone's attention in the first couple of seconds or else you, you'll have lost them.
0: So like, let's say you are an art school right in the community and you had your brick and mortar and you might be exploring teaching online and you want to amplify your message and your story on TikTok. Like what would be an example of a short video that an art school would do?
1: That's where the trends come in, right? Because a lot of people like to watch the trendy videos because they've seen these types of videos before and it creates a sense of familiarity and so they'll likely stay for it. They want to see like your take on it. They want to see how you bring something original to that type of content Um, and so that's what I would recommend. I wouldn't recommend like like showing like a behind the scenes thing because no no one knows who you are. So like there is a structure to follow and so that makes it a really fun game to play because then there are like parameters in which you get to experiment.
0: Like if I'm an art school, I would like splatter a bunch of paint on the wall for seven seconds and then put my business name or logo in the center after I made the mess on the wall. Like, is that an example of something that can grab people's attention? If I'm an art school, are you thinking about something that's more relevant to your actual business? Like, is it an attention draw? or is it something that is actually adds value and directly related to what you are doing and what you're trying to to highlight for your business
1: well a tiktok has to do one of two things it either has to add value or it has to entertain mm-hmm. and so spottering paint on a wall is like chaotic <laughs> but like i'm not sure anyone would want to watch that people will also engage if it Seems like you put a lot of effort into it. So if you grab all of your students and you make them create this huge mosaic of something meaningful to you, people will stick around a lot and people will stick around to like engage with your content.
0: That's a great idea. And then, would you say, who are like, the, who's a typical demo for TikTok? Is it like young people? Is it older people? Is it adults? Is it
1: kids? People generally think that TikTok is for younger folks, but you'd be surprised. You can find people of all ages on there. And the beauty of it is that the algorithm is so strong that once you've created your content, it will find your target audience for you.
0: Great. And then can we just quickly talk about Facebook and is Facebook going away? Are people still on Facebook and is it still actively engaged and can businesses still create the community and manage their community on Facebook? Like what's your take on that?
1: Facebook isn't really going away and the beauty of Facebook is that like you could upload the videos that you've made for like Instagram or TikTok onto Facebook, and you can repurpose your content that way. Facebook also holds up to a longer form content. So if you wanted to write longer informative posts, that's a place to do it because you can't do that on Twitter because Twitter has a 280 character limit. So you would want to do it on Facebook and also people tend to read longer on Facebook and their like attention span is a little bit longer than on like other platforms. You could use that to your advantage as well.
0: So TikTok is like a short form videos. Instagram, from what I understand Instagram to be, is like beautiful photos. And Facebook would be, would that be like a combination of design and content to grab people's attention, what, what is the, the lead in for Facebook to be truly resonating to the audience that you want to target?
1: Like any content that you create, it has to either be entertaining or in like a value, right? Yeah. Um, Facebook's value is that it can be very informative. Like you can keep your audience there longer and they will read what you have to say most of the time.
0: You know, what's interesting is we have many small business customers, they create Facebook communities or Facebook groups um, where they are or, or just creates their Facebook business profile, and they have their customers join and that is the channel through which they communicate, you know, we're close on Saturday, <laughs> or any type of message or special promotion within their community. Is there an alternative to that? Or is Facebook still the go to place? If you want to build your own community and engage with your own community.
1: With all of these social media platforms, you can build your community there and you have to make sure you're monitoring it or else you'll miss some messages. But if you have something to say, put it on every platform that you have available to you.
0: You see, that that's very daunting, right? Because even for us and also for like many of the small businesses, business owners we work with. They're working 24/7, right? They're trying to innovate their curriculum. They're trying to get more business, and it just sounds like a full-time job to manage social media, especially if the rule of thumb recommendation is to blast it across all social media platforms, right? And I think many, many of our customers even. Um, they're not in a position where they can bring on somebody like yourself who is experienced and passionate about social and content and engaging with their audience. What what would be some of the maybe recommendations you have for businesses who are really strapped for like resources and wearing multiple hats and now adding managing social media onto their already full plate? It's a astronomical task, it seems.
1: Right. It does seem very daunting. I have good news. And the news is that it doesn't have to be very time consuming. Whenever you're already at work, like take a few pictures and then you could repurpose that as content. Like people love to see behind the scenes stuff. Also at the beginning of the week, set aside like a chunk of time to plan out your content and then have a content day even where you like go out and you shoot content and then you line it all up into your content calendar and it will auto-post for you. A couple of tools that I like to use to do that, HubSpot can do that for you. I personally like to use Sprout Social. I think the user interface is a lot friendlier and also mm-hmm. like there's more features. But yeah, there's tools out there that can help you do it within like a very tight timeline.
0: Yeah, I mean, I... The few occasions that I, you know, put together something for social, I just use Canva. Super easy for me to log in, cloud based. I don't have to download a software and I can just quickly drag and drop and create any type of assets or digital assets that I need. I mean, it's like, of course, those who are truly meticulous could take longer time, but for me, it's like five minutes in and out and it's done. I I highly recommend Canva if you know, for the small businesses who just want something quick and scrappy to create some sort of a nice visual together, whether it's like a, an image or a newsletter or like a, a video even. So is there any other cost effective and easy to use tools that you've come across that you think our SMB clients can benefit from?
1: I personally also really like to use Canva. Mm-hmm. Um, let's see.
0: We're doing a commercial for Canva, by the way. yeah i mean i'm just like you know how we never have time right like so can you imagine a small business owner i can't even imagine how they're gonna how they're staying afloat and juggling every single thing so i personally gravitate towards anything that is simple and quick to use and i can just like create some sort of like a really meaningful output in a very short period of time Mm -hmm.
1: without
0: i think
1: yeah. yeah i think with canva you can really create aesthetically pleasing brand focused graphic without using a lot of time and also you could get an account for free so that's pretty cool and then after that the important thing is to like get on a software that'll help you schedule it for you so you don't have to go manually into each of these apps to post every other day
0: is that what sprout social is
1: that is yeah. what Sprout social oh, is
0: great see i've never even heard of it <laughs>
1: Cool. And it's linked to Canva. So you could create within Sprout Social and then it will automatically schedule for you. Oh, nice.
0: So it's like a, a lighter version of HubSpot. Mm-hmm. No, this is this is wonderful. But I I didn't hear you mention too much about Twitter and LinkedIn. Are those platforms mainly used not by SMBs to drive business or engage with their customer base? Like what type of business would benefit from those two? platforms
1: SMBs can certainly benefit from Twitter Twitter is not the place to like inform your audience or to do anything super long form as I mentioned before there is a character limit it is a great place to ask questions so oh. if you have like, an audience already or if you wanted to like reach out to some people who are like working within your niche you could ask a question you could hashtag it and people will engage with you or you could search up some questions that other people are asking and then you could engage with those posts it's a great way to engage with your community because they could directly reply to you like any other social media platform yeah i personally like to use twitter or well not personally i use finley's twitter (laughs) so like Post fun little gifs, um, things that relate to our business, things that other people could relate to, things that people could interact with, things that like people can comment on. And that way we could kind of gauge like who's there, you know?
0: (laughs) Great. It seems like um, every single one of these social media platforms is a good channel or avenue for you to engage with your customer base. Mm -hmm. And maybe ask for referrals, share with them what you are working on, any changes with your organization, you know, can use this to amplify any type of announcements that otherwise would live maybe on your website or Mm -hmm. via text message. And we know that that's not scalable.
1: I think that LinkedIn It's kind of a hybrid between your own website and like your Facebook stuff. Mm -hmm. Um, You could kind of think of it as like a Facebook feed. So whatever you post on Facebook, you could also post on your LinkedIn. Um, And chances are you probably have different audiences on both of these platforms. So you'll be reaching like double the amount of people.
0: Oh, great. So then when when should a business pay for amplification of a message versus them posting for free? within their own social media channel?
1: A business should pay for amplification when it's like, if you're rolling out a product or a service or a feature that people are really gonna be interested in, you should be paying for people to know about that. If you are posting fun things for people to see and to like engage with, people will find that on their own. Like you don't need to pay for anyone to look at that.
0: So it, I guess the rule of thumb from what I'm hearing is, If you are posting any type of content that's going to help you drive more business and increase your revenue directly, then you should pay for it, right? Mm -hmm. Granted, you know, the audience you're going after, you know why you're going to be paying for it. You've already calculated your ROI versus if you are just posting for the sake of posting to stay engaged. If there is no direct yield to any type of revenue improvement, then it's safe to assume that that would not be a, a piece of content that's worth paying to amplify.
1: Right. Absolutely. And people can kind of see when like a business is being genuine or not. So be careful before mm-hmm. like deciding to promote your content, um, that it's something that you really want people to know you buy. Great.
0: Right. Okay. So let's move on to a website. So many of these small businesses, you know, they'll have a Yelp business page, right? And on their Yelp business page, they may or may not link their actual website. And it seems like the most searchable channel of their web is actually through yelp unfortunately so for these businesses to actually pay for an agency to build their website and they pay on a recurring monthly basis for them to manage their website or those who are you know figuring out how to build it themselves Of course, it's very time consuming and may not be the best looking and the most functional website. How do they drive more traffic and engage with their audience through their own website?
1: The first thing you need to do is make your website nice to look at. Mm -hmm. And... You don't need to hire anyone for this. You can if you want, but you don't need to hire anyone super expensive. You can do it on your own. There are a lot of website building tools out there like Squarespace, Shopify, Wix. And all of these are incredible for novice web devs like us. Even even WordPress.
0: Mm-hmm. Like WordPress has a, a bunch of different templates that, you, uh, that folks can just buy and drag and drop to create their responsive
1: website. Yeah, definitely. WordPress is a little bit like higher in the web dev skill level, I guess, category, but you can definitely do that also. How what are some of the recommendations you have to deliver,
0: create and deliver meaningful content on your website? Because just like us, many of our customers, they also have a blog, right? That lives on their website where they create really meaningful content um, because they are the subject matter experts in their respective fields. And so they have something to say and they have best practices to share with their audience. But unfortunately, it's really difficult for people to find them. So can you walk us through what are some of maybe the best practices that you are incorporating running the Finley Learning Center and making sure that our sites and pages are optimized and exactly what that all means for a small business?
1: Right. Speaking of optimization, biggest thing in becoming like searchable is that you have to incorporate SEO best practices. And so off the top of my head, and they're always changing, so you have to keep up to date with them. In your blog post, you want to identify the keywords that you want to be searched for, and you want to incorporate that at least two times in your blog post. And then you want to make sure that your title is something that like people would be searching for. Like it's natural human speech or like natural human like language. Then, so
0: you mentioned earlier SEO optimize. Can you can you share with us like what exactly is SEO before you go into how to optimize it?
1: Yeah, sure. SEO just stands for search engine optimization and it is exactly what it sounds like. Mm-hmm. It's making it so your page can be searched by like whoever wants to look for it. Cause Different websites have different rankings and Google gives everybody a score based on like how much authority they think you have on the subject matter. And so you, there are many different ways to increase that score, but long story short, you can increase that score by incorporating SEO best practices, and then your stuff should show up to anyone who's looking for it.
0: Absolutely. Just to make sure that your content is relevant and of quality, right? The page that you are um, launching or publishing is Relevant and the quality, because if we think about it, millions and millions of pages are published on a monthly basis, right? There's there are tons of websites, new websites, and each website has tons of pages that are being published. So how would somebody in the middle of nowhere be able to search effectively for what they're looking for? Like how they do it is when uh, uh, Google or any other search engine they index. You know, all the contents and all the different pages across the web so that they know by assigning the score that you referenced earlier to these respective pages. So if somebody who is searching for something that is relevant to exactly what you have published, then expect your page to be to appear pretty much on the Google search results. Because that's also something that before we started Finley and really thinking about search engine optimization, it was one thing that we didn't really quite get either. We're like, well, we're creating all these websites, we have all these meaningful content, but how do people find us? And we're going up against all those other different websites, maybe talking about relatively similar content. So who determines where we, like where our page actually ends up in the, in the search criteria, right? And, um, and that's exactly why we need to adopt these SEO best practices.
1: Like if you're going through all the effort and trouble of creating content, like people better be able to find it, which is why like SEO is so important.
0: Yeah. Especially if you're talking about something that is like super specific. You know, like if I'm if I'm searching for how to be the best jujitsu um practitioner in summer, you know when I have to take care of my children or something like that. And then if somebody else in, in the other side of the world create, um, uh, learn jujitsu and be the best jujitsu practitioner while you're raising your kids. <laughs> then like in the summer. <laughs> I, right, in the summer. And then I, it, it, that should appear pretty much on the first page for me if I search for that, right? Mm-hmm. And so it really, it, it's really important how you describe you know the business description the, the, the what you input in the metadata field all the way down to what the url look like so that google can recognize the content that you have published you know screened through whether or not it's relevant and it's consistent and it's of quality for you to appear in the search results of somebody like myself searching for something that you had just published so i think that's super important and many of our customers they just feel like well i just wrote a blog post how come nobody is reading it or i just paid money to create this website how come i have no web traffic and that's why
1: um the good news is that if you're creating something or if your business is that niche whoever is out there looking for you they will probably find you
0: the problem is when your business is not that niche right and because it, because there is that that trade-off Because how many people are out there searching for to be the best jujitsu practitioner in the summer with kids? Not many. So you're already limiting the amount of audience you could reach. But then if you go very broad, like that's also a problem. So let's say if I'm a car repair shop, right? And I want to offer all these services for my car uh, repair shop. But then my keywords, I set it up to cars, And that's all i did who am i going up against i'm going against toy cars tesla automatic cars manual cars um electric cars you know like my car repair shop would never show so there is that science behind to be too broad versus too narrow and where is that sweet spot for
1: you yeah you have to be really careful not to give up search specificity for search volume yeah. which is exactly what you were saying.
0: Absolutely. So how would how would a small business manage that? What are some of the best practices for them to think about what keywords to be ranked for? You know, where to focus their time in building and optimizing their pages that they're spending so much effort in perfecting.
1: What are you so there are a couple tools out there that you could use one that I like to use is answer the public and that one is where you like type in the keywords that you like your business is focused on and then that will have like the questions that people are asking around those keywords and you could see if you can answer one of those in a blog post and then that would be a good way to find content to create and another way is to use like a keyword finder like Moz or Ahrefs Mm -hmm. and you could type in your keywords and then they will have like trees under there to see the subtopics that people are searching for under those keywords and you could generate like more specific keywords than the ones that you're looking for without sacrificing volume. So you could see like how many people are looking for like car engine remodeling or something like that um, versus how many people are looking for car, engine, like fixer upward.
0: Absolutely. And then the key there is to find some keywords that you can rank for, that you have expertise in, and it's not too narrow nor too broad. So it's it's a long game in terms of perfecting that for your business. I've heard tech companies taking years to really flesh out what their keywords should be and then finally being able to rank high for them. Um, so it's not an overnight endeavor.
1: All right. you certainly can't see overnight results from becoming SEO optimized, but if you do it right in like a year, you should be able to be like the authority in your space. And when people search for like what they want and it's within your domain, they should be able to find you.
0: Yeah, it seems like just fun. Following some of the best practices or SEO best practices um, early on, you're really planting the seed for growth at a later point. You know, hopefully within a year or so. Um, and the who doesn't want organic traffic, right? Meaning traffic that you don't pay for. Um, I think that's the the key to success for so many, so many of us.
1: It's a long game to play, that's for sure. But it's one worth investing in. 100%. And it's like a work in
0: progress to, feel, to figure out how to, what the, what the approach should be and how it best fits your business. And, and for us, it's all about consistency. Like we have to know what we're doing, follow the best practice handbook as well as be consistent.
1: Right. And consistency is also super important because it'll allow you to see what's working and what's not. And then you can adapt your content that way.
0: Yeah. And I really want anyone who is listening to this and have questions to be Uh, to feel comfortable enough to reach out to us. I think we, um, and one thing that I want to plug for for Finley is on Finley's Learning Center. So finley.com backslash learn. We have a pretty much ask anything banner, right? So ask us anything, anything to do with your small business, any type of question. So if you have questions regarding SEO and anything that we just talked about or other things that pertains to running and growing your business, feel free to ask, ask us and an expert will respond to
1: you promptly. Yeah. yeah, I'm super excited to see the the questions all come. In. I know.
0: I am so excited too. <laughs> I hope we don't get any like weird questions. <laughs>
1: Well, yeah, I think that'll be okay too. We that would to be okay. We okay have to answer. <laughs>
0: <laughs> One of us will respond to it, and hopefully, it's somebody who is charming. Uh, preferably Angie's <laughs> versus <laughs> versus me responding. Then it will be um, it will be kind of sleepy. But it's okay. It's it's all good. This is another thing that we're doing for the community in just allowing our business clients or prospects or anyone that is aspiring to become a business owner or is a business owner just struggling with something. And, um, and just to know that the answer to your blocker is really just just a click away. Another thing that I want to mention is uh, with regards to website is one of the things that we we saw a trend for especially a huge need during COVID that we answer to with with our features is the ability to make the website do more, right? Because you can have a website and it could just be informational. It could have your phone number, it could have your email address, it could have a description of your business. But more and more businesses, they wanna consolidate some of their operational inefficiencies. And so with that, we answer to it. So by you having a website, How are you able to share the type of services you're offering and allow your customers to book those services, pay for it, scheduling your calendar and in theirs, right? So that you can be a very much frictionless environment or experience for you to generate more sales, reach that wider, wider audience to be able to provide your services to anyone, anywhere and be able to collect payment frictionlessly from anyone, anywhere, anytime. And so with Finley, um, businesses are able to do that. Whether you are a tutor who is, you know, have just formed your fictitious name filing, like Lori Shell, Math 101, (laughs) however you want to call it, to multi-location training centers, uh, to preschools and private schools, and you name it. Any type of service providers out there that is struggling with reaching that wider audience and um, being able to collect payment and issue invoices, I think Finley can help you out. You can log on to Finley. You can Im- you can create your curriculum and classes, link your calendar and the calendar of your um, teachers or associates, and um, and and be able to launch it and publish it yourself. If you have a website, you can embed this link or multiple links from Finley onto your website. So if you if if a visitor goes on your website and see, oh, you have all these different types of yoga classes, let me click through one, schedule it, and book it and learn about the instructor. It could take them to your Finley hosted page for them to be able to schedule their meeting, whether it's one time recurring, a single ad hoc private lesson or a group lesson, um, and be able to pay for it easily and refer to others. So I think that is almost like a call to action on our end when we saw our businesses struggle just because you have a website that is not enough right as we mentioned earlier it's not enough for you to get the traffic you need it's not enough for you to acquire and secure and engage with the customer base that you pretty much set this up for you need more right and so leverage platforms like finley to give you the more without you having to to figure it out on your own. Pretty much what we're trying to say is you are not alone. You're not on your own and whether it's through us or some other platform, embrace technology, leverage people, find a community and network that is more than willing to, you know, extend ourselves or overextend ourselves to just see a business succeed.
1: Especially if you've gone through all of this work of building an audience, you want to make sure that your services are accessible to them. And that's where Finley comes in.
0: Yep, absolutely. We love Finley.
1: (laughs) We do. Can you tell?
0: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So thank you so much, Angie. We will chat next time and some other interesting topic that's relevant for our our SMB listeners.
1: It's been a pleasure. See y'all.
0: Okay, take care.